It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here after another Panthers loss. This is getting a little ridiculous with this losing streak here. The Panthers are now 0-2 after falling at home on Thursday night to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a final score of 20-14 to in a game that was just absolutely ugly, uh, really by both teams. But the Panthers just looked so rough, especially in the second half. I, I, I just don't know what to make of this team right now. Uh, that That's kind of your rapid reaction right now. This team just looks absolutely flat. Uh, it's just so disappointing right now to have had all these expectations and to to see that this or to think that this offense was just going to be so good and they're just they've just fallen so flat after uh, what was a pretty good start against the Rams, but they just couldn't get anything going. Uh, they, they didn't even find the end zone today. Uh, it was it ended up being four touchdown or excuse me four field goals and a safety that you thought would give them a jolt of energy with that safety, but it didn't. the 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 offense just was still flat. You know, a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of big plays just wasted away. Um, there were two big catches during the game by Greg Olson, and they were just completely, completely tossed aside, essentially, because the Panthers just couldn't do anything afterwards in in those drives. They they get the big play from Olson, a couple of uh, thirty and forty yard catches. And then they they just get completely flat, and some of that reason is because Cam Newton ended up flat on his back because the offensive line was absolutely dreadful, left to right. Well, almost left to right. It looked like Taylor Moten was still pretty solid, but uh, Matt Paradis struggled and gave up a sack. And Darrell Williams, Darrell Williams was not good in this game, not at all. He was getting absolutely owned by Shaquille Barrett, who ended up with a hat trick, three sacks in this game of Cam Newton. And it was, it, it was just ugly to watch. And it's unfortunate to see Cam Newton the way he is now. Cam Newton just looks like an absolute shell of himself. Something has to be wrong there. And that will this will get us right into we, we might as well just jump in, into that final play, that fourth down decision, to not even let Cam Newton touch the ball. Like it's fourth down, you're trying to win the game. You need two yards for a first down, and Cam Newton doesn't even touch the ball. They go in a wildcat formation. They they effectively try to run Philly special. It's a direct snap 
to Christian McCaffrey. He tries to spring it to the left on a stretch play, and he gets stopped short by Vernon Hargreaves. Why are the Panthers not running the ball up the middle, especially with Cam Newton? Something has to be wrong with Cam Newton. There, there is no way, there's no way that you can tell me that Cam Newton is 100% healthy because he's not. And they obviously tried asking Rivera about it after the game. They asked about the foot, and he basically quickly shut shut those those questions down, almost like getting a little defensive, really, in kind of his post-game, post-game remarks. And he flat out said the foot had nothing to do with the play call. But let, let's be honest. Their concerns... They know that something's going on. Something something just can't be right with Cam Newton. I have no idea what it is. I don't know if the foot is still bothering him, if the shoulder is bothering him. But something's just not right there with, with Cam Newton. And it, it's a shame to have seen what was once a really great quarterback start to crumble in pieces. Uh, he, he just hasn't been right since the first half of last season. You know, it, it's, it's just a shame that that Thursday night last year in Pittsburgh has just continued to be the turning point of this Panthers franchise and not for the better. I mean, now, now you're looking at a point now where since that Thursday night in Pittsburgh, the Panthers still have won just one game. Think about that for a second. One game since that Thursday night in Pittsburgh. That was week 10 of last season. We're now two games into 2019. So that's 10 games the Panthers have played, and they've won one game and it was a game that didn't matter to them, and it didn't matter to the Saints because the Saints didn't play any of their starters. Drew Brees didn't even play in that game. Teddy Bridgewater got the start. Cam Newton didn't start that game because, of course, he was injured. It was Kyle Allen who played, and then he got hurt. And then uh, Garrett Gilbert actually ended up finishing the game. The Panthers also have not won a home game since November 4th. No, November 4th. We are now in September. It's now, it's actually now Friday the 13th, <laughs> funnily enough. It is September 13th, and the Panthers have won one home game since November 4th of last year. And like I said, it's now 9 out of 10. And in fact, NFL Network had the stat during their postgame coverage. Eight straight losses now for the Panthers with Cam Newton. As the starter, because again, the one game they've they won, it was Kyle Allen as the starter. Cam Newton, of course, was already shut down for the season. So eight straight losses for the Panthers with Cam Newton as the starter. He's not right. He's absolutely not right, and he is not the quarterback he used to be. I think it's kind of time to start. Uh, facing a little bit of the reality here. Cam Newton is breaking down. He 
is absolutely struggling now to lead this team. And he is one of the direct reasons why the Panthers are struggling as much as they are. Yes, the offensive line was bad. And yes, the defense was bad. The defense struggled again. Once again, that poor rush defense came back to haunt them. Peyton Barber ran pretty well. Ronald Jones ran pretty well. Uh, Peyton Barber, you know, had that really nice run for a touchdown, and he, um, and he had some really nice moves on a couple of runs. But again, it's it's the poor rush defense that has constantly been a problem for this Panthers defense. It once again came back to bite them. And it's just really frustrating now to just see everything that's happened to this team. But again, it all circles back to Cam Newton. Yes, he threw for 333 yards, but he was also under 50% for the game. He was 25 of 51. Let me repeat that. He was 25 of 51. That's not good. Number one, the fact that he was under 50%. Number two, the fact that he's thrown 51 times. Now, part of that, of course, is because they could not get the run game going. Christian McCaffrey, he struggled in this game. He he absolutely struggled. He could, he could not run, and uh, obviously the capper was that fourth down stretch play that he wound up about half a yard short. I, th- I think he only ended up, I'm, I'm trying to bring up the numbers now, but he, he, he just did not have a good game. It was a very forgettable game. Um, I even saw at one point on Twitter, Ruben Frank posted that Christian McCaffrey had 45 touches in the span of four days. That's a lot of work in a short time. Now, the Panthers are obviously not going to get kind of that the mini buy having played here on Thursday night. They'll get those couple extra days rest while everybody else plays on Sunday. But McCaffrey definitely needs the work, and this goes back to what Ron Rivera was saying. And we didn't think it was going to happen week one. We thought it would gradually happen as the season wore on. Well, maybe we need to start actually getting on that plan of getting McCaffrey off the field at times and, uh, you know, just giving him some rest. But the problem is you really don't have too many running backs to, to give other work to. You only have Jordan Scarlett. And Reggie Bonifant right now on the active roster. And then, you know, you could count uh, Alex Arma as well if, if you want as the fullback. But and, and this was one of the reasons why I was a little surprised that, that Cameron Artis Payne was cut at final cuts because he was that he was their backup running back. I thought he provided some value on special teams. I thought he provided a good opportunity to get McCaffrey off the field for a couple plays. Now you're either relying on a second-year undrafted player or a fifth-round rookie. 
Not that they're bad players, but at this point, these are the guys that you're relying on if you're going to take Christian McCaffrey off the field for a couple of plays, if Ronda Vera is going to go through with his plan of kind of nail, uh, kind of lightening the load and uh, you know easing up easing up the work on Christian McCaffrey. Because so far, like we said, through two weeks, he's gone through a lot of work. And and it showed, you know, you you just have to hope that they just don't run them into into the ground. You know, we talked about McCaffrey hopefully, you know, having the possibility of a thousand yards rushing and receiving, but you also don't want to kill the guy to get there. Um, you, you gotta. He's he's not really built for that. He's not really built for that. So, so something's got to change, and really something with his whole offense has to change. And Cam Newton just has to get healthy. The offensive line has to get better. I've said how long. I wanted. I would have preferred Taylor Moten at left tackle and put Darrell Williams at right tackle, where he had played. His entire career, he's more comfortable there. I would strongly consider, if I'm Ron Rivera, making that switch. Moving Moten back to left left tackle and moving Darrell Williams back to right tackle. See how that works. Something's got to happen. You're 0-2. The Panthers are now 0-2 with two home losses, and you're already now in an 0-1 hole in the division. This clearly ain't working already. And now all of a sudden you're in a position where you've now got to travel to Arizona in week three. And you are probably facing a must-win situation. Because if you lose that, the Panthers lose that. They're now 0-3. And they've got a trip to Houston coming after that. And that won't be an easy game to win either. Because if they're letting Jameis Winston... Pick them apart the way he did today. Imagine what Kyler Murray is going to do in week three. Imagine what Deshaun Watson is going to do in week four. Imagine when you get to the second half of the season, when you face Aaron Rodgers, when you face Matt Ryan twice, when you face Drew Brees twice, Russell Wilson. How many times did I say that getting off to a fast start in the regular season was so vital for this team because of that second half schedule. They had, had, absolutely had to have a strong record at the halfway point, which we'll consider, uh, you know, the week nine game against uh, against the Titans because that, that would be game eight. I would have said five and three at the least. And ideally, maybe something like six and two, something like that. I think the Panthers would have had to be. Well, now you're already zero and two. You lost your first two home games. This this is where we thought the Panthers really could have got off on the right foot. Your first two games are at home. You have the NFC champions coming in. You have a division rival coming in, both at home. 
you would think this team would be hyped up, ready to go, and you just felt good about this team's chances to at least be one and one. Like, okay, obviously it would have been a it would have been a bit of an upset if they'd beaten the Rams. Absolutely. But we figured they'd at least beat the Buccaneers at home on Thursday night. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Like, they had to have least gotten out of this early stretch one and one. And they didn't do it. And now they're 0-2. And now you're traveling. Now you're going to do a lot of traveling, which is not going to be easy for them. Because now you've got trip to Arizona week three, a trip to Houston week four, and now, don't forget, the trip to London in week six. Three of your next four games are big travel games. Then you have your bye in week seven, and then you're going back to the West Coast to play San Francisco in week eight. The Panthers have one home game now in the next six weeks. Although they that may... In a, in a weird way, that may be a good thing because they're now 0 2 at home so far. And this used to be their sanctuary. The, the Panthers, they were almost invincible at home, or at least they were such a strong team at home. And now it just feels like anybody can just come, come in there and whip them around and and do whatever they want. And you have to be really concerned now when teams, even playing at home, you have to be concerned when teams like the Falcons, who have owned the Panthers recently, the Saints, who have owned the Panthers recently, are going to come into the stadium. There's going to be concern there. The Seahawks come to the stadium in week 15. Oh, Marcus Mariota. Now he looks, all of a sudden he looks great. It's only one game, but he had an amazing opener. What's he going to do when he comes to Charlotte in week nine? Or, or even, even the, the games on the road, like this team still has to go to Lambeau in week 10. The way this Panthers defense is playing right now, Aaron Rodgers is going to shred them. There's a lot of concern right now with this Carolina Panthers team on offense and defense. 
And that that's not, you know, we, we didn't even get into like numbers or anything. This, this is almost just a straight up rant on just, just the disappointment. Like I, I, I was going to wait till later Friday morning to record this, but I just figured I just have so much on my mind right now about this team and the, 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 excuse me, the disappointment with this team that I just had to get it out now, you know, Early Friday morning, I'm recording this for you guys. And obviously, this will go up, um, or you, you guys will get it by the time you wake up. So, uh, good morning, by the way. <laughs> good, good morning. Ha- happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> Hope you guys are having a great day. But it, it's frustrating. It, it's absolutely frustrating. And this is coming from an outsider, keep in mind. Like, don't forget, I, I don't have too many ties other than just following the team and giving you guys my thoughts on this team. That's as close as I am right now. Like, I don't have, you know, like, I've gotten to talk to Ron Rivera, as you guys know. I saw him at the Combine. But I don't really get opportunities to, you know, go to practice or anything like that or really get to interact with the players yet. So I'm kind of an outsider on this. So I can only imagine how you guys out there feel. You know, you great fans of the Panthers. How frustrated you guys must be with the expectations that we had with this team. And how those expectations are already starting to crumble so quickly into the season. Like, it's it's been a while since the Panthers have seen a season go south really quickly. Like, we're not used to it. I mean, this this has been a successful Panthers franchise. I mean, before last season, the Panthers were on a stretch of four out of five seasons. They've made the playoffs, including, of course, a couple of division titles. Now they're already two back in the loss column in the division. We know how difficult it is to dig yourself out of these early holes. It's, you know, obviously it's not impossible. You could turn that plug on or, you know, turn that spark on real quick. And all of a sudden this team is back in action. But it's not going to happen the way the team is now. It's it's absolutely not going to happen the the way the the team is now. They, something has to change. By the way, uh, so we'll, we'll go back real quick now that I have the, the numbers up uh, for the Panthers. So it was 18 touches for Christian McCaffrey. He carried 16 times for just 37 yards, and he had two catches for 16 yards. This was after he had 39 touches. Or excuse me, I'm sorry, 29 touches. Against the Rams. He had 19 carries and 10 catches. So 29 touches today. Plus 18 touches. Or 29 touches Sunday. 18 touches Thursday. So he's had 47 touches now. In two games. That's obviously a lot. And again. It's it's just a shame with some of these big numbers. I mean Greg Olson. Goes over 100 yards. He had 6 catches. For 110 yards. Uh, So really one of the lone bright spots. For the Panthers, I guess I guess at this point we'll 
try to talk some positives here. Uh, as Greg Olson goes over 100 yards uh, with 110 yards, six touchdown or six catches, and I believe if I was figuring out the numbers right after they showed the graphic earlier in the game, I think Greg Olson is only about 13 yards away now from 8,000 for his career. So at least that's something to celebrate. And then you also had uh, 91 yards on five catches for Curtis Samuel and 89 yards on nine catches for DJ Moore. And oh, by the way, they were targeted a total of 27 times, Moore and Samuel. Moore had 14 targets. Samuel had 13 targets. So this is what I talked about in, in the pregame. I wanted to see more involvement out of Moore and Samuel. Because like, like we said, Samuel only had, what did we say, four targets, I think, against the Rams. And now here he has 13 against the Buccaneers. That's what we more want to see with these guys. So that that was uh that was really nice to see. So we'd like to see more more of that. So you know, these these guys are getting the opp- their opportunities. It's just you know, Cam Newton is just missing missing a lot of throws. Again, I mean, 25 of 51 is just it's not good. Yes, it's 335 or 333 yards, but that's only six and a half yards uh per attempt. That's not good. That is not going to cut it. Oh, by the way, his quarterback rating was 70.1, which is not good. And I'm I'm looking at the ESPN numbers. Uh, If you guys are into that sort of thing, that ESPN QBR they have, Cam's was 27.5. And remember, this is on a scale of 0 to 100. It was 27.5. That's not good. Now, granted, I really don't know what the formula is and what goes into creating this number. You know, for all I know, they could be making up a number. <laughs> you know, for all, I mean, they could just say, oh, Cam Newton did this, that, and that, and he gets a 40 grade. So there you go. But basic math tells you that if you're on a scale of 0 to 100, and you get a 27, that's not good. I mean, it's it's like high school, or it, it's it's like grade school and high school. That's a really failing grade. And that's what this season is so far. It's only, it's only two weeks in, but that's what this season is so far, a failure. Like I said before, they should have at least been one and one. Not just thinking going into the season, they should have been one and one. But all the opportunities they had, not not just in this game, but against the Rams. They had so many opportunities to take control of the game and possibly go on to win the game. I mean, we, we can sit here till, till we're blue in the face and say, oh, if this happened and that happened, this team would be 2-0. and And, I mean, sure, they very well could have. But the bottom line is, you are what your record says you are. And right now, the Panthers are 0-2. So, it's it's essentially a must-win, like I said, uh, at Arizona Week 3. Because if they lose that and they get to 0-3 with what's coming up, they're in 
big, big trouble. Like, big trouble. Like, like I said, they could – they lose to Arizona. They're potentially starting 0-4. And, and I think it's safe to say if they start 0-4, pack it in. Season's over. This team won't recover from from an 0-4 hole. I don't even know if they recover from an 0-3 hole. They certainly won't recover from an 0-4 hole. So, must win. Absolutely must win now at Arizona Week 3. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Rant over. Uh, I, I've yapped long enough. <laughs> uh, I think later on, so by the time you get this on Friday morning, this will be up, and then I think I'll have a, a separate episode for uh, for the my bookie picks for for the rest of week two. Uh, like I said, I, I just had so much on my mind with this team that I just wanted to jump on and just talk to you guys because I know you guys are frustrated. It will get better. I hope everything always gets better, but. I think, like I said, we, we just have to face reality right now. This team is not good, and Cam Newton is a shell of himself. Those are the two biggest storylines, I think, with this team. So with that, I'm going to get out of here. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Hope you catch the uh, my bookie picks because we'll get those out to you uh, at some point later as well. Uh, and with that, I'm going to get out of here. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Ricetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Uh, follow the podcast, of course, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whichever uh, favorite platforms you use, we are there. Uh, so until next time, remember to keep it locked here on Locked on Panthers with me, Bill Rossetti. And until next time, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.